Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 2nd of August, 2013, and this is episode 36. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, let's get straight into it. This week, uh, Grand Theft Auto V has uh, has been let through the classification system. Well, it's, it's good that uh, I guess one game was able to make it. Yeah, so uh, for those who... Uh, who missed the our, our discussion about uh, Saints Row Four? Uh, Saints Row Four was refused classification based on two things: one, and the main one being uh, being essentially uh, weapons that were sex toys, I guess. Well, I, I think more alien probes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but they were weaponized. But, weaponized probes. Yeah. <laughs> But they were they were part of the reason why they didn't like that was because they were basically uh, weaponized sex toys, um, yeah. and the other one was uh, was was drug use and uh, in specifically uh, making drug drug use look cool, I guess. And well, I don't I don't look- think it's cool. I think it's um, rewarding you for using it. Right. So it's you know re- that yeah that that's a better explanation of it. Incent- incentivizing, I think, is the word they use. Yeah, because it sounds bit, it sounds cool. Indeed. So, Grand Theft Auto Five uh, has officially come through classification and is being given the R eighteen plus rating, which is the new rating that we all hoping that will you know change the scope of games in Australia. Uh, apparently, the game isn't watered down. Uh, like uh, like it was for for uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, I think. I think they removed some like there was no hookers, and there was no blood when you got shot or something uh, off the top of my head. Um, but this is the this is the full full gamut of awful things that you can do in <laughs> Saints Row Four. Sorry, in GTA Five. Which is as it should be, indeed. So uh, I think that's really I, I think that's really interesting because uh, it like I think as more games kind of uh, get close to the line, we're, we're going to see what what you know what an R what R eighteen's limits are. I guess I, I think it's it's not just close to the line. I think there there are certain rules that they have which are very black and white right uh like like with 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 sexual violence and the um positive or i guess rewarding you for drug use like those are kind of two things that they were like you know no matter what like this this will make it fail yeah but like i, I like i don't know if there's a point where they'll go oh, sorry there's too much violence that that that'll ban it like i i don't know if like unless it's like super super extreme you know like pu- puppy slaughter 3000 type thing <laughs> No, I don't ever want a game to come out where you have to slaughter puppies. Well, you know what? I I said it. This is the internet. I'm sure it's out there. It's out there now. Damn it. I'll have to deal with that, I guess. 
So, so I mean, it's it's, it's interesting anyway, and uh, I guess I guess we'll. I mean, I probably won't be won't be getting it because uh, it's. I mean, I I played some of the earlier Grand Theft Auto games. Like I played the really really early games where it wasn't even three D yet. You and then played the top down ones. Yes. Oh man, I loved I I loved GTA too. It was the <laughs> best game ever. Um, and then GTA three was okay, and it just kind of has kind of I don't know I don't I'd, I don't feel so attached to it anymore. Maybe it's maybe I'm getting to that age where I just I just lose lose interest in new things. Well, I I think it's again it's just one of those things that it's it's not it wasn't it was never one of those games for you or for me where it was like you know we need to have that like yeah. I I know for GTA three. I think I may have played it for all of an hour total and never the actual storyline. It was just, let me see how many cars I can blow up in 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how long they can conti- kind of continue the game without it being just the same thing over and over again, really. I mean, stories can change, but I mean, GTA is not about the storyline per se it's about getting into as much mayhem as you possibly can yeah so uh so yeah i, I don't know it's, it's probably not for me but i think it's interesting that it's that it managed to get through classification uh even though saints row 4 um didn't because they are essentially the same concept as far as games are concerned with a slightly different kind of take on it i mean saints row 4 saints row the the entire saints row is uh franchise was basically born out of gta right it's it yeah. was basically the same thing uh but with kind of a, a gang slant on it as opposed to um you know some freelance dude who just kind of goes around and does stuff well i think saints Row is also quite a bit more over the top yeah yeah like, I, it doesn't take itself seriously so yeah right exactly. hence things like a you know a weaponized uh and i think that's where they pro. lost me see um the like the earlier Saints, yeah, the earlier Saints Row games did take themselves pretty seriously, um, or at least they kind of they had a very similar feel to what you would expect, uh, like a kind of gang scenario to be like. They kind of had that you know meteorized, meteorized. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's a word, but I I think you you know what I mean. Like it's you know that that kind of tint that that tv and and narratives put on things like gangs and stuff like that it had that tint to it but it was it, yes. it felt it felt right um but when saints row 3 came out uh i i have got it and i have played tried to play it i i, I got maybe a third of the way through and it was just like it was just ridiculous from the get-go and i it, it lost interest in it very quickly um Maybe that's what I'm looking for in a game, and so maybe uh, GTA Five is more my style than Saints Row Four is, which is great because GTA Five made it through classification because <laughs> you don't want to be able to buy one in Australia. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of buying things in Australia, yeah, there is news about the Australia tax. I think we should pause and just say that was a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. Why? Thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Australia tax is just kind of the um, colloquialism that uh, has been going around. That essentially means that you you pay more in Australia for the same thing that you'd get any, in any other country. Right. 
so much so to in some some extent where you could fly to fly to the states, pick it up, fly back, and still have money left over. Indeed, uh, for for less than what you would have paid just buying it here. Um, so a little while back, the uh, Australian Parliament kind of, uh, I guess, did a study called some tech company uh, representatives in for for uh, with some questions, and uh, so they they finally released the recommendations. Now, I, I want to emphasize that these are all recommendations so they don't actually mean anything at this point right uh, so like some of them or at least the last one is, is a bit i guess extreme you know for, for the situation um for what you'd expect from a government but that that's again because it's a recommendation not an actual law change right um, so they released 10 points and some of them are boring so we'll skip those <laughs> uh so the first i guess recommendation is that just that the government continues to monitor and report on uh it products their prices and all around the world just right. i guess to see uh i guess where the future takes us when it comes to pricing you know does it you know does that that gap between australia and the rest of the world continue to exist does it get bigger does it get smaller sure all that, all that kind of boring stuff. Yep. Uh, point, and then we'll skip to point six. Uh, point six is that they recommend that the government educates people on how to get around geoblocking. Yes, which, I saw this actually. Yeah, which I, I think is the most interesting point. Um, so, it, you know, essentially tell people, okay, you know, if you want to access Netflix in in while you're in Australia, you know. Do do these six steps, or you know, whatever it happens to be, and so so that they'll say, um, so they educate them to the. I'll, I'll read it off the extent to which they may circumvent geoblocking mechanism mechanisms in order to access cheaper, legitimate goods, the tools and techniques which they may use to do so, and the way in which their rights, uh, oh, there we go. the way in which their rights under the Australian consumer law may be affected should they choose to do so. Right. Wait. So I, I think I think it should probably be made clear here that. Uh, geoblocking in this particular instance probably doesn't apply to things like Netflix um, because that's a copyright issue and not not a purchase price issue for the most part. That's very true. Uh, so, so maybe more a situation of like uh, buying a laptop from Dell. Well, it's yeah, it's more like uh, when you bur- when you um, I-, I bought Microsoft Office uh, for Mac a couple of years back. Um, I don't really use it anymore because it's Microsoft Office and <laughs> it, so therefore it's, you know, this huge clunky thing that you have to install and it just, you know, say no more. Uh, and I went onto the website, right, um, to the to, to buy it and they have a special website set up for Office for Mac. It makes it look Mac-ier, I guess. Uh, removes a lot of the Microsoft branding because us, us Apple guys, we... We don't like Microsoft, <laughs> apparently. Um, and I the the price on on the like they have different stores, right? You can you can select the you can select the region that you're in. Uh, so you can select like the United States or Australia or one of other several other regions. Uh, and by selecting Australia, you got Australian prices, and by selecting America, you got American prices. And the American prices were significantly uh, lower than the Australian prices were. The problem was is that they had geo-blocking in, in effect. Uh, you, they, you couldn't actually purchase the 
and it was actually a lot harder than geoblocking because they actually required uh, stuff like American credit cards and stuff like that, um, which there is a difference. You can't just use a... Like, they know when you're using an Australian credit card versus an American credit card. Right. I, trust me, I know these things. <laughs> uh, and so the problem was is that uh, in order to do that, I had... you have. If I ha- if I wanted to do that, I would have had to kind of circumvent that that geo block essentially, and uh, to be able to buy it at that same price. So that that's the sort of geo blocking I think that this particular thing means, as opposed to the regular kind of thing that you think of when you hear geo blocking, which is I want to access Netflix or I want to use the American iTunes Store stuff like that. Right. Okay. Point seven of these ten recommendations is that the uh, government creates a right to resale for digital content uh which i think is maybe at least to me is probably the more the most uh controversial of the recommendations okay uh and i i think that's just because that's the one that i think that's that's the trickier out of all these right because it's not just you know okay we want to make sure that you know when uh, Jelly decides he doesn't want to listen to um, somebody that I used to know anymore. He can sell it to Brandon. Uh, it, it, it's okay. How does that work with you know the copyright? How does that you, you know does that does that mean no DRM? Does that mean some DRM? You know, like there's a lot right. more to do with that. Yeah, and it's and not it's, like it's more it's, likely that you're going to want to resell the stuff that has uh, has DRM or has copyright issues. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, I'm not going to sell my shoes off. I'll probably, I'm more likely to wear them until they wear out. Yeah. It, it, it's also, I guess, got a bit more complication because it's digitally, digital content is not just music. It's movies, it's video games, it's books. Right. You know, and, and each one of those, like right now, each one of those is treated completely separate. Like, you know, the, you can't go, oh yeah, well the, well, the way I buy my movies and the way I buy my music, you know, is exactly the same. Because even if you buy them through iTunes, they don't, it doesn't quite work the same because you can rent movies but you can't really rent music through there unless you do a different service and right you know so the, the, i think there's a lot there's a lot more to that and a lot more uh a lot more complexity okay and so the the last point or last recommendation is is uh, that we'll talk about is number nine and that's as less resort the government should ban geoblocking altogether i don't even know how they would how they would enforce that well, see, I assume they would find any company, like it, it, it would be a, you know, if, if Microsoft is found to be doing geoblocking, then we find them, you know, X amount of dollars until they stop. But that that one could also mean that, you know, Microsoft will just stop doing business in Australia altogether. Like, so, you know, so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword if they, if the companies, assuming that is the way they go, if they decide to stick with it. Yes, it'll be good, but they could also just decide to, you know, say it's not worth the trouble. Right. I feel like the 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 results of the this uh, this inquiry um, are less than useful at this point in time. I don't. I really don't know what the what the government can do in order to enforce any of the stuff that it's kind of uh, that it you know is considering. And as far as you know, recommending uh, that you know the Australian public circumvents geoblocking, I don't. I don't know. Like a lot of a lot of consumers are going to have uh, real difficulty even understanding how that works, uh, or why that 
is. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm unimpressed, I guess, with with uh, how this has turned out. Well, again, I think it's one of those things that whatever you were expecting, still all they can offer is is recommendations, right? Um, like there's there was no way for anything else to really come out of this. It's just kind of a, you know, it's the government after all. So you know, it's a, it's a committee to determine what committees will be determined by the next committee type thing. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, the government. Well, look, I guess we'll see how this goes. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, uh, you can probably, given that, given that the recommendation is somewhat, uh, especially for the one regarding circumventing geoblocking, uh, given that that is all, it's all very um, broad, and worded very broadly, uh, you can probably get away with with you know blaming it on the government when you are caught using Netflix from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I I really do hope that something comes of this because it is it is quite a bad uh, problem in in Australia with, with you know pricing and that sort of stuff. So hopefully it will actually be good. Uh, the 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 outcome will be good, and that we'll actually see something from this. But at this point in time, nothing really has happened yet. Uh, it's it's really just recommendations, really just kind of you know you know you guys should probably do this kind of stuff. And until it actually becomes something kind of tangible, it really won't make much of a difference in everyday life. Right. Mm. So. I thought that this week uh, it might be an idea, and we have some stuff to talk. We have uh, the Wolverine to talk about a little later, but uh, between now and then, I thought it might be cool to actually talk about uh, TV shows that are coming up because uh, okay. it's it's August uh, as of yesterday, and uh, we're closing in on you know on the spring TV shows or fall if you're from America, which you are, so fall or or autumn. Or autumn, um, and so there's a whole bunch of TV shows that are coming up uh, in the next few months, which some of them really look really really interesting. Uh, a lot of the ones that I've picked out are sci-fi because I like sci-fi. Um, well, it's, I think our audience does as well. Yeah, so that's that, good. that they like us, but either way, I think it also should be it, it can be mentioned that uh, that. As part of this, you know, there's the Doctor Who 50th anniversary that's coming up in September. No, I've forgotten the date. November anyway, 23rd. There you go. November 23rd. And uh, I got it mixed up with, with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is September 24th. Uh, anyway, it's going to be uh, broadcast worldwide simultaneously. So we'll see it here in Australia, supposedly at exactly the same time that they're watching it in the UK, which is, which sounds really good. It's less than convenient, though, because that's about, like, three or four o'clock in the morning. So uh, <laughs> I don't know that anybody's going to be actually up watching it. Well, there will be up people up watching it. There'll be all the, the uh, you know, the strong of heart, I guess, um, and the caffeinated, more importantly, <laughs> uh, they'll like they'll be up and and watching it. Uh, I think I'll continue to uh, do my regular thing where I wake up at a normal time and watch it. Uh, watch whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah, because that's how I roll. But I'm I'm very excited about the fact that it's being simultaneously broadcast because 
everybody that listens to this show knows that I am big on having content released everywhere at the same time, and I think the BBC gets it. And they they, they know how to uh, how to push your buttons in the right way. Exactly. But new shows. These are new shows. So all these are shows that uh, have not been on TV before. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing them for the very first time, which is excellent. The first one, which has already started, uh, is called is Axe Cop. Uh, now, Axe Cop is a TV show that's based off of a webcomic. And if you don't know the webcomic, then I feel major pity for you <laughs> uh, because it's crazy it's a co- the, the the comic was uh written by a, a a five-year-old kid or rather his brother who had it dictated to him from his five-year-old brother if that makes sense I think uh, it does. yeah um so you know the whole story is basically you know a five-year-old's story which is great it's about uh it's about a cop who at the scene of the fire uh, discovers the best ever axe and becomes axe cop. And he's this badass uh, superhero type guy who saves the day from all sorts of crazy things. And the TV show is awesome. Awesome. And is only made better by the fact that axe cop, the character axe cop, is voiced by Nick Offerman. Okay. Who you would know from Parks and Recreation. He plays the character Ron Swanson, right? Well known for mustache, and which manliness. is funny because X Cop is also known for mustache right. and manliness. Yes, they are basically the same person. I wouldn't be surprised if Ron Swanson is X Cop in disguise. That, that that does seem like that's that's the logical uh, hiring process. Is they just find the actual person to do the voice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I've seen the first two episodes of this. Uh, it is available on iTunes, or at least it's available on the American iTunes. I don't know about the Australian one. Uh, and it is it is really, really crazy and great. The first episode, uh, just to give you a kind of an idea of what it's about. The first episode, it's your night. And so, Axe Cop's partner, uh, Flute Cop, goes home to his wife for grilled cheese uh, and Axe Cop decides to do a night mission. And so he puts on like this kind of Batman slash Black Panther type outfit and goes uh, screaming across the, you know, the roofs of the of, of buildings and stuff and comes across, uh, comes across Bat Warthog Man, <laughs> who is essentially Batman, but has a warthog's head and doesn't sound like this. Um, who is crying because his best friends were stolen. <laughs> and so Axe Cop, uh, Axe Cop and, uh, and Bat Warthog Man, uh, head out to, uh, save, like to save them, uh, using a giant dinosaur horn. And along the way, they meet, uh, Army Chihuahua and, uh, and Grey Diamond, who are other kind of superhero type characters. And they, you know, they have to get the the, the uh, bat hog bat warthog man's uh, best friends back from from the uh, king of all bad guys. <laughs> anyway, point is, really amazing show. You should definitely check it out if you have access to it. 
you can circumvent geo-blocking. <laughs> Blame the government. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's... My, my note, my note, why my one note about this show in the, the show notes is, haha, yes, <laughs> in all caps. I think that says everything that needs to be said about it. Yeah, that seems, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> so, have you ever read Axe Cop? Uh, I have not. I, I know of it um, because one of the other webcomics I read, um, Dr. McNinja, uh, has, has had some crossover with Axe Cop once or twice. Right. Yep. It's amazing, and I'm going to link it up in the uh, in the show notes. And in fact, our listeners can just stop right here, read every episode of, or read every uh, what what would we call that strip of X Cop page? Every strip, yeah. Strip. Every page would, of X Cop. Yeah, and then come back and continue listening to our show. Right. So, just pause right now. And then uh, we'll be waiting for you when you get back. So it's probably the most exciting show that's that's coming up, uh, or at least one of. Uh, the second most exciting show uh, that's coming up is probably Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this is another one where you probably already have heard of it. In fact, we've talked about it before. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is Marvel's uh, superhero TV show um, with Clark Gregg and a bunch of other people. Um who I don't know that I don't have their names listed, so I've forgotten them all. Uh, it looks really, really great. It's uh, obviously uh, Joss Whedon is behind is behind it, uh, given that he's now basically you know Marvel, Marvel, Marvel for the next three or so years. <laughs> right. uh, so, so uh, Agents of Shield looks like it's going to be really, really interesting as far as you know superhero TV shows go. Yeah, well, I think as we mentioned when when the when the trailer first dropped a while back, um, like it it, it looks like it, it has it has quite a bit of potential, right? Um, like it 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 could be completely awful, but from what we've seen, it looks like it's going to be quite a good show. It's got got some good cast behind it. It's obviously got Whedon behind it. Well, it's got good like it's got a lot of good crew behind it. Uh, it has Jed Whedon, which is Joss's brother, uh, and uh, it has Marissa Tainterone behind it. Uh, now that I've looked up the, now that I've looked up the show, it has uh, it has uh, Ming Na Wen uh, in it as well. Um, bunch of other people, but uh, it, it's got Kobe, it's Kobe Smulders from um, Kobe Smulders is appearing in it from um, How Much Your Mother, and also from right. you know Avengers. Yeah, where she was, but Maria Hill, right? Yeah, that's right. So it looks interesting. I'm I'm very excited to to see it. It comes out September 24th. It, it airs uh, in the US. So hopefully, hopefully in Australia it doesn't arrive too long after. And otherwise, hopefully it becomes available in somewhat legal channels, uh, so that you know those of us who want to watch it can. Yeah. Without but, geo blocking. Uh, without geo blocking, but definitely keep an eye on it because uh, it it does look like it's going to be interesting. Um. The next one is is a show called Almost Human, and I know you'll like this one, uh, Bean, because it stars Carl Urban. Um, you need to stop right there. We, you know, we're all going to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, don't think that's really how it works. Carl Urban plays a human uh, cop in the not too distant future, because that's where all the TV shows currently uh, take place. Uh, at the moment, 
in the not too distant future, he plays a, a a cop who seems to be woken up from some sort of cryogenic sleep or something, uh, and has is partnered with a uh, is partnered with a robot who he promptly partner. pushes out of the car. Yeah, he he pushes out of like he he hates robots, like he hates the robotic partners, and he's uh, got a bad history with them, and so you know when he gets partnered up with this this robot partner uh he's very wary of it but they seem to become you know pals because that's what always happens uh and so it's a show about kind of you know i guess it's probably going to be somewhat procedural and probably a little bit about the dynamic between uh the characters and who these characters are and it does look really really good it looks really interesting anyway uh and it's got carl Carl urban in it so you know it's almost as good as having Don Cheadle in it. Yeah, if only the if only the other guy was Don Cheadle. I, I think I I don't think the viewing public is ready for that kind of intensity <laughs> in one TV show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, um, but but you can dream about it. it that's, so that's right. That's main, right. That's the main thing. But but yeah. So I mean, I I think almost human looks pretty good. It. it, it I mean, from the trailer, you can see it. It kind of hits a few of those those tropes. You know, the oh, you're you're the the grizzled ex cop, and oh, you're on you're you're taking you know uh, illegal drugs to help you get by, and uh, you know yeah. you're 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 tough as nails. You don't play by the book, but it's it, despite that, it still looks like it could be quite good. Yeah, right. And it's it's not. I, I think it's important to to note that a good TV show isn't made by. Uh, by ignoring tropes or by uh, by doing things completely different to what you've ever seen, um, I think it was. I think it's been said that you know every story needs a little bit of uh, needs a little bit of uh, familiarity. Yes, it needs familiarity. So it needs something like it needs some of that, and by having by having tr- most of the stuff that you know that we call tropes and stuff is is very familiar what a good show will do it will take those tropes and it will do something really creative with them as opposed to doing just the same old same old uh so i think it's important to note that you know tropes aren't necessarily bad it's how they're done that is can be bad right yeah does that make sense yeah yeah i think so did you just so i think because i think that's worth it i think yeah, sorry. I was gonna say. I think it just there comes a point where there's everything will become a trope eventually because right, there, you know, it can only be done so many different ways, and it's just it's just taking that trope and dressing it up in in, in something new. Right, right. On that, actually, Intelligence is the next show. Uh, it stars the guy from Lost, and I'm lost as to f- remembering his name. Uh, Josh Holloway. That's him, Josh Holloway. Also known he as played Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the so, heartthrob. <laughs> yes. Uh, just like I'm the heartthrob of Jelly and Bean. Right, and I'm 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 the one with the uh, the brain. You're the and one the humor, with the sense of humor. <laughs> we just got the sense of humor. Uh, so intelligence is a show. Uh, it. The tra- I think they showed the whole the first episode at Comic Con and it didn't get a really good uh, reception. Um, the reason that I'm including it here in this kind of in this list of shows uh, because all of these are ones that I've kind of picked out that I'm going to try, and the reason that I'm going to give it a chance is because uh, I think 
I think it's one of those shows where it gets kind of caught up in a pre-existing notion. Um, the trailer okay. makes it makes it feel a lot like Chuck, right? So yeah. Chuck was the show with uh, Zach Levi about a regular dude who gets a computer installed in his head, essentially, uh, and is suddenly like super spy, right? Pretty much exactly the same plot line. Uh, uh, some agent gets a computer chip in his head that gives him access to uh, basically any computer on the planet. It's, it's essentially like a little hacking machine in in a brain chip, uh, and it gives him kind of this you know visual thing that he can do where he's essentially got uh, holographic you know visuals and. He's, he's got sort of he's got zoom and enhance capabilities. Yeah, zoom in enhance enhance blah. zoom in and enhance capabilities are very important in a in a TV show for cops, especially for cops. Of course, it's very important. Well, that's that's and how you read license plates in cars that are like you know six kilometers away, you yeah. know, in in the rain with a, yeah. a half broken security camera. Right. And when you zoom in, it's all pixelated, and magically they can you know figure out what the what the letters are, even yeah. though each letter is actually smaller than one pixel. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's how awesome. it works. Yeah, that's how the technology works, man. It's just how it is, right? Uh, the reason that anyway, the point, the whole point is, is that uh, it is very, very similar to Chuck, and I think that as part of that, because it's coming off like Chuck, essentially. Uh, I think it might be getting a little bit of that caught up in it because it's Chuck, but it's not as good as Chuck. Um, actually, the same sort of thing happened to uh, to Elementary when it was uh, when it was first coming out. We had and nobody had really seen anything of it yet uh, because Elementary was you know the the you know another. Uh, another Sherlock, you know, set in the in the current, you know, in the present day, and you know, uh, kind of changing things up a little bit, making it a little bit more modern, right? Uh, and so everybody was comparing it to Sherlock, but it turns out now that we've seen like a whole season of it, that um, that it's it was it's actually good in its own right, like it's it's its own show, and I think that's like they tried to, they tried to tell people that, but of course people don't listen when. When you know when the creators try to tell you, oh, it's, you know, it's a it's a different show. It's you know it's it's different. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's you know it's got got different bits in it and stuff like that. People don't listen to that because they just think that they're just you know talking it up because that's their job. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's I think it's worth a worth a look and it does kind of look it has has interest uh, interesting stuff in it and I think it could possibly be good. So I'm gonna give um, it a shot. I think I'm willing to let you give it a shot. I think that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I'm not, well, you I'm didn't not even a, make it through the trailer. <laughs> well, I, I had about 30 seconds left before I had to stop it. Yeah. Um, it it's one of those things. I, I think as much as you say, you know, we kind of have to make sure we don't get caught up in what it seems like. It, it's also up right. to the people who make it to kind of, I guess, almost edit it in such a way that that's not your first thought. Right. But cause well, I, I, yeah. again, I kind of felt like this is one of those where like the whole thing was very, it, it like it felt very Chuck, like it, it, even in the way they, you know, certain scenes happened. Sure. 
you, like you know there were there were bits of it like where he's sitting in the in, in the like in the cell and he unlocks the door with his mind like you know that was different but then there was another point where he's looking at someone you know he kind of blinks at him for a second all of a sudden he knows who they are you know yeah does it does the the chuck face of you know uh having having the uh i've forgotten what it's called oh i forgot what it's called too it starts with i all I can think of is Instagram. <laughs> I keep, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, like it's just on the tip of my tongue, and then Instagram kind of butts in. It's like Instagram. Yep. Intersect. Intersect. Yes. Yes. Got there eventually. Uh, yeah. No, it, it does look a lot like Chuck, and I'll get, I'll give you that. And uh, it, I think that I think it. I'll probably give it a, a chance at least for a few episodes to kind of give it uh, to to let it kind of find its ground, I guess, uh, because I don't think any show, any new show, really finds its ground until at least after the first season, um, or you know, at least towards the end of the first season, right? Um, but I think rather than watching a pilot and going, okay, you know, this show is crap, which I I, I don't tr- I try not to do that because I think that. Typically, pilots are a terrible, uh, a terrible way to tell what the show is going to be like, because it always changes and it changes over time. But it changes almost the next episode because they learn stuff. Uh, they learn, you know, how the show probably should have gone and stuff like that, and they change stuff up, and so it becomes a new show almost, uh, almost immediately. So I always give it past the pilot at least. Uh, so I'll be that's what I'll be doing for Intelligence, and I'm. That's all I'm going to do. All I'm going to say about it. Okay. Uh, you know what? We have heaps more, but we're ru- we're starting to run out of time, and I want really wanted to talk about the Wolverine. So what I might do is, uh, we'll pause it here, and we'll get we'll we'll start uh, we'll talk about the rest of the shows next week, uh, and we'll we'll go we'll move on to the Wolverine. That sounds like a good plan to me. Sweet. So, Wolverine. You went and saw it last week, yeah? I did. I, I, I went out. I saw it the day before you did. So, you know, I just want to make sure people on the, are aware that I actually get points for that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's start out uh, f- uh, first up by giving our ratings of what we th- how we thought the movie was. Um, okay. So, out of 10 beans, what would you give it? I, I You know, I want to say... I want to say eight out of ten. Okay. Um, so um, I, I, it wasn't wasn't perfect, but I thought it was it was very right. good. Okay. So what would you have given? Uh, what would you have given? First of all, Wolverine Origins. Uh, am I allowed to take beans back from movies? Like <laughs> give give them negative beans? No, it's it's between one and ten, man. Come on. Oh, oh, it's it's. I, I I would say probably around a five for for Wolverine Origins because I think to me that was just a movie that it was just so like I think I watched that movie going that was stupid and okay. it, it it may um, have, it may have been one of those things just because the ending was so bad that it kind of like you, you know you know when like something like leaves that bad taste in your mouth like that's what I felt yep. from Wolverine Origins yep um and so finally uh, I wanted I would. You have you seen X Men uh, First Class? I have. So what would you give that? 
Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, I've I've only seen it once, so it's a bit harder to judge because I right. think I've seen like at least I think Wait, Origins. You've seen Wolverine Origins more. Than once. I've probably seen it twice, just enough to try to say like, okay, I'll give it another shot. Like maybe I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I, I want to say first class, maybe like a, a seven. Okay. Like I th- I thought it was it was definitely better than um the first three X Men movies. Right. But I think I just the the fanboy like you know the 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 X Men fanboy was kind of was very much like oh, that doesn't make sense how is that guy there you know no no they, 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 that guy's like thirty years older than him yeah right uh okay so but he, ignoring this, that this, I was able to enjoy it there's a there's a reason why I'm asking these things right because I, I think we we generally both agree that X Men uh, First Class is probably one of the best X Men movies to date yeah um. And Wolverine Origins is kind of an obvious uh, thing to check because Wolverine, the Wolverine, is essentially a, a sequel to Wolverine Origins, kind of, in a very roundabout way. And so it's, I, I think it's important to kind of get a feel for what you thought about those movies as well. Yeah. Well, see, I, I almost feel like you could probably ignore Wolverine Origins in that whole in the whole X Men movie storyline and you still be fine do you think that given the title of the wolverine as opposed to you know you know a story that is more sequel-esque to you know wolverine origins uh do you think that they're trying to pretend that the wolverine origins never happened i I think so (laughs) because i I, I think otherwise it would have been that they they even would have named it in a similar format, so it would, it would have been Wolverine colon, you know the 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 the, right. what, the Japan Files or something like that, you know. Right, right. Uh, so before we get caught up in talking about how bad the previous Wolverine movie was, which is what happened essentially last week, we went meant to talk about some of the uh, the Last Stand news, and we got completely sucked into talking about how bad X Men, the X Men franchise has been in general. Yeah. Uh, here's my, here's my thoughts for the movies. Uh, I give the Wolverine, I give it a seven out of 10 jellies. Okay. Um, I would give Wolverine Origins probably a three. Well, see, maybe I, even with, a two. With me, it was getting an extra two points because it's still Hugh Jackman. Right. Right. I'm so probably it, not as, uh, as generous as you are then. <laughs> Because probably the reason, the only reason it has three points to begin with is because it has <laughs> Hugh Jackman in it. Maybe also it has Ryan Reynolds in it, but you know he plays a terrible character and etc. Uh, well, he doesn't play terrible. He plays a terrible version of a character. Yeah, I do want to point out though before they did all that crazy stuff with with Deadpool, where you know he cut off his tongue and whatnot. I thought he was great. Yes. Like I thought he uh, was exactly how Deadpool Ryan, should have been. You know, like the the Ryan smart Reynolds ally. would make. Yeah. He's the perfect Deadpool, right? He's yeah. he's great for it, but just what they did with the character in that movie was terrible. Anyway, uh, and X-Men First Class, I'd probably give about an eight. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so, in my, in my opinion, it would seem, at least, that X-Men First Class is still the better film. Um, there was some major... I felt like there was some major stuff in Wolverine that... Uh, that you know, was was problematic. Um, okay, well, do do we want to give a spoiler warning and jump into it, or 
I'm going to wait a bit before we do that. No, we. I, I think. I think we can. We, we should, probably should give the spoiler warning now because this is where we're going to actually start talking about some of the details. Um, so, guys, if you haven't seen the Wolverine yet and you are planning on going and seeing it, uh, maybe maybe it's a good time to pause now. You've read Axe Cop already. Um, <laughs> maybe go back and and what, re- read it again, or you know, go and watch the Wolverine and then come back and uh, and we, we'll uh, and then we'll talk then. So. The the whole idea of uh, of the Wolverine, like the, the the movie in general, was really good. I thought, I I do like how they kind of made it, uh, tied it into the to X Men Three, even though I hate X Men Three. Um, the way that they've tied it in there is is really good and kind of creepy, which is which is excellent. I think. Yeah, um, and I I think it, it being able to see, to see that Logan is still kind of pining away for gene even i guess in his in his dreams or his hallucinations i I think kind of makes him a bit more human yeah right um and uh the but the every every time now i see see hugh jackman uh with with the crazy facial hair and the you know the like he starts out in the movie uh in where he's got, you know, he's basically, you know, homeless, homeless Wolverine. He's got hobo uh, hair. Yeah. And every time now, I can't stop thinking of him, but thinking of him as uh, Jean Valjean from uh, from Les Miserables. So you were just waiting for him to start to, to break out in song? Yeah, I was waiting for Wolverine to break out in song. <laughs> it just, it just, I, every time, every time now, I just cannot see him but except for it as that character which is annoying because i i mean that that movie was yeah it was average i i, I wasn't really you know it, it's not really my kind of movie let's be honest I, I don't think you were its target audience no no not even <laughs> i was there i was there to watch it with mel but i i mean the whole the whole idea that he's kind of uh withdrawn is is really good i don't i don't know about the bear thing that just seems like a real trump trumped up way of uh, of getting him back into you know saving saving you know being the hero um yeah and and you know it's i think it's i think it's one of those things that that, that almost always happens when there's like the tough character who goes out into the woods there's always some crazy hunter people who he has to you yeah. know set straight slash kill slash beat up also, I feel like that whole bar scene where they where where he was uh, encountering the, in, encountering them in the bar, um, it felt very familiar. I think they did something very similar in like X Men One. Yeah, one that, X, that was X, when um, movies. Yeah, I think it was in the in the first one. Um, like they they won. I think after he he won that like cage match he was in. In, yeah. in the first one, like they're kind of like you know they kind of confronted him in a bar, and who knows maybe that was the whole point, kind of to, to bring it full circle. Yeah, I guess maybe. But um, you know, I, I think I, I liked from that from from that scene is that it kind of established a bit more of a, a almost I guess a more graphic tone. Right. You know when because, when he you know, shove the... shove the arrow into the guy's hand. Yeah. Um, which I I think is. And I think that is what you need for a Wolverine movie. You, you know what I mean? Like he's not, right. he's not a nice guy. He, you know, he's not going to, he's not the, the boy scout of the X-Men. It's, it's, you know, he's the one who, you know, cuts off the people's heads when they mess up, you know? Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, he's, he's known for having 
a, like a temper and being pretty full on when he you know when he when he gets angry i guess yeah uh goes into berserker mode um but and i mean and, and you kind of feel that throughout the movie um you know because there's there are other fight scenes obviously where where he's just going nuts um after he loses his healing his healing power uh and the, when he first realizes it after he gets shot um he he it, it's it's he he still you know he still keeps going despite the pain and he's just you know you know getting people with his hand knives yeah you you hear the impalement happening yeah you don't necessarily see it but you hear it a lot uh and there's lots of yeah kind of noises as as he yeah as his claws do uh do nasty nasty things to their necks um and other body parts but that being said like uh i don't know the the whole the whole the, the fact that he managed to keep going through throughout all of that just seems kind of not doesn't really make sense with the whole lost his power thing well, I, um, I don't i don't think it wasn't so that he lost his power it's just that it was diminished right right so that's what i that's actually what uh another uh person that i was talking to this movie about uh um, that's exactly what he said, uh, and it does make a lot of sense. Um, but my first, uh, my first instinct while I was in the movie was, I thought he'd lost his power. Shouldn't he be dead by now? Like, how is he still managing to stay standing? Um, yeah, I, I thought the I thought the exact same thing. Several bullet holes. Like he's yeah. he walks into the it walks into the bathroom on the train and he pulls back his shirt. You know, and the movie's full of opportunities for you know for. Uh, Hugh Jackman to get his clothes off. It's, it's um, for the for the ladies to to come in to watch with their geeky husbands, <laughs> right? So to give them something to look at. Exactly. Uh, and there was a, there was a little bit of I feel like that in one of the scenes there was a little bit of uh, of of chest action, like he you know his his pecs moved a little bit <laughs> to kind of you know to point that out to, to let you know they're there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ladies, we're here. We're on screen. We're probably bigger than your head. <laughs> Don't you love it? Um, yeah. When he walks into the tra- like train bathroom and he pulls off his shirt to see, you know, to see the bullet holes and is checking them out. Like there's like four or five of them, and any other character ever would have been dead almost in like would be dead on the ground as soon right. as they'd hit, you know been hit by several bullets. Uh, but not Wolverine. He just keeps going. Powers on. Well, so, I, th- I think the other thing, and it doesn't really say, but, you, but like him being shot doesn't mean that bolts have gone through him or hit any organs because he still has his uh, adamantium skeleton. Right. So they're, so they're still they're still bad, but they're they're essentially they're just flesh wounds. Well, you know, maybe. I mean, we yeah. don't know that because you know, just because you get hit with a bullet doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hit your skeleton. It's it's kind of a fifty fifty chance, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, but he's he's got a he's. <laughs> He's mostly, I think he's mostly metal inside there, so. But also, you know, it's a comic book, so therefore, yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> therefore, you know, there is, there is a little bit of, uh, of, of leeway allowed for, for, you know, uh, artistic license, I guess. Um, so I think it's important. I, I think like, uh. I think it, overall it's a it's a good film and it's definitely it's definitely better than uh than Wolverine Origins. 
which yeah. comes very close to being the worst film in existence. <laughs> um, it does lose, however, that that because Wolverine Origins is the only the second worst film. Uh, it loses to, of course, The Last Airbender, which is the worst film ever made. Uh, I can proudly say I have not seen that. Just trust me, that's probably a good thing. So, the Wolverine definitely uh, definitely improves on that. And hopefully, it, it actually does give me hope for the next X-Men movie, because uh, with the next X-Men movie being kind of partially the old uh, old series and partially the new series in a weird way. Um, right. Where they're kind of doing some kind a sort of a sequel to like X-Men 3, but it's actually a sequel to First Class. So it's uh, X-Men 4 colon Second Class, uh, colon uh, the wolverine thing. <laughs> right. Uh and so it gives me hope for that, especially especially when you get to the end and you get to see everybody's favourite, uh, Jean-Luc Picard and Gandalf. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and and they show up in the in the uh, mid credit sequence, I guess. Uh, that's that's always exciting. Uh, and there's a little there's a little teaser for it's it's a little teaser for. Uh, for uh, Days of Future Past, which is soon. Is how how soon is that? Oh, I just I th- closed the tab instead of clicking on it. <laughs> I think it's 2014, isn't it? Yeah, it's May 23rd, 2014. I guess that's the American date, and I'm not going to bother going any further than that. But so yeah, so still roughly still, mid oh, next year. Yeah, we've got a little while before it comes out. Uh, but it takes place a few couple of years, like the, the future parts that anyway, seem to take place a couple of years after, after this happens. Um, so the Wolverine is set a few years. I should put quotes around that quote, a few years end quote, uh, after, after X-Men three. Um, and there's, it's kind of apparent because, you know, even a few years after it, he's, he's kind of, uh, pining over over the fact that he uh, killed Jean Grey. Right. Um and she's not she's not helping him any. <laughs> or at least the uh the his hallucination version of her is is not is not helping him any. Yeah, it's it's very uh, very depressed. Yeah. Very much the, you know, let yourself die and come to me. Yeah, it's it's very much that. And then and then at the end of the movie, right? She like he he has that last scene where he's uh where he's just killed the adamantium man, the silver samurai, man. whatever. He's he's the adamantium man as opposed to Iron Man. Um. So you know after he's killed that and he has that final uh, final scene, uh, at the, at the end of the movie with with Jean Grey and she's you know she's lying in bed and she's like oh. You come to me. You're you're here. Are you going to stay? And he's like, no. And she, then she's like, but I'm all alone. And uses like blackmail to try and convince him. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, terrible, terrible. Uh, you know, she, she's a terrible influence on him, and she should leave. And so she yeah. did, which is good. Well, I, I so think. So, I, yeah. I assume I assume this is clear to most as well that that's not 
that's not really her as much as that that's his no of course that's his mind kind of, of making up what she could be saying um right. because she's dead she's and dead dead people Spoilers don't normally appear to... she's yeah. dead <laughs> i think i think we're past the spoiler point <laughs> um I mean, this, this, there's stuff that, uh, I mean, there's lots of little stuff that kind of irks me, and the the whole ending bit where he gets on the plane is like, you know, uh, where do you want to go? Let's start with up. That was terrible line, stupid. That's yeah. not how planes work, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. I, I like that that reference there. So. They're just there's just little stuff like that mostly, and otherwise it's a pretty it's a pretty decent film. It's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, it's got uh, it's got a great uh, chick character, um, the the redhead chick. I can't remember what her name is off the top. Uh, of my is head. it Yukio? the the mutant? Yeah, the one that can see the future. Yeah, Yukio. Yeah, she's really cool, uh, and she holds her own in you know fights and stuff, which is great. Um, I do. I do want to point out though, she has a weird head. I just. She I just does feel kind of like, look a little bit weird. I. I just feel like I have to say that because that that was both mine and, and Ruby's first thought when we like you know I think we we enjoyed her character you know we enjoyed the movie we enjoyed her character but we're like she she looks a bit strange. Yeah, I, it, I, I, it, I just it kind have of looks to... like her. It's kind of like triangle shaped. Yeah. It's it's just weird, um, but it does does not affect her acting ability whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> she looks weird, but she she acts good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good, good. No, no. Uh, I I cannot. I understand what you're saying. Um, and uh, and okay. She is an excellent character, though, and that's kind of more my point. Uh, re- regardless of how she looks, she exactly she does. Uh, she does the acting good. Uh, and she, she does acting good in fight scenes, and she does acting good. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, and she she's she's definitely she's definitely uh, one of the one of the characters that I think uh, I, I would have liked to have seen more of her probably, uh, and a little less of the other the other chick, you know, the, uh, the love interest chick. Marika. I can't remember her name either. Yeah, there you go. I can't believe it's, you're remembering these people's names. No, no, I just had the, the Wikipedia page open. <laughs> oh right, see, I, right, good. You could have said, yeah, yeah, no, I'm remembering them all off the top of my head. But you know what? I, I feel like I honesty, honesty is is is, <laughs> is is a number one priority here, Jelly. Um, I, and yeah, I, I could good. I couldn't lie to both you and our listeners. I mean, just you, yeah, yeah, definitely, I could, but not you and the listeners. Right, right. Well, thank you, listeners, for being here, so that he doesn't lie to me. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, basically, Wolverine. Good movie, probably in my opinion, not the best movie of the of the whole X Men franchise. I would probably give that to First Class, and I do definitely get, I do definitely have uh, some hope again, once again, for X Men uh, when we when we get the new movie next year. Um, I'm looking forward to it more than I was because it has Patrick Stewart in it. That's true, and also Ian McKellen. But that's really the only reasons why I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I think it looks good, and and obviously, if if yeah, like we mentioned this before, but there is that mid credit scene. So if if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Wolverine, make sure you stay because that is it is definitely worth worth waiting for. Yeah, yeah, 
exactly. So that's pretty much all we've got time for. And in fact, I think we've gone a little bit over time. I think they'll um, forgive that's us. That's okay. Uh, so we will be back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the upcoming TV shows that we, we think look in, look interesting. In the meantime, you guys should uh, check out the trailers. We're going to post uh, links to those in the show notes uh, for Axe Cop, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for Almost Human, and for Intelligence. Um, three of three at least of which look really, really good, uh, and one which we're, I'm going to give a chance, and Bean is not, because he's... Horrible person. I sure am. If you would like to watch those or read any of the show notes for any of the other stuff, uh, you can do that. Jump onto our website, jellyandbean.co forward slash 36. If you would like to get in touch with us and tell us what you think about The Wolverine, tell us what you think about some of the upcoming TV shows uh, that you, you're you interested in, uh, you should do that as well because we like hearing from you. So you can send us an email, jump on the website, jillyandbean.co forward slash contact and send us an email and we will read it and dance. Yeah, that, that sounds like us. Foxtrot mostly. If you'd like to talk to us individually on Twitter... Um, if you would rather stay clear of Bean's bad jokes, you can talk to me individually. I am at Jilly Bean Soup, and Brandon is at Brandroid Attack. B R A N D I O D A T A C K. You forgot an R. Did I? Yeah. But it's alright because oh, well. it's it's on the Jelly Bean uh, website, so they can just find it from there. That's right. You can just find it on the website. Everything is on the website. We make the website filled with goodness for you. But that's it. That's all we have time for. We will. We look forward to seeing you next week. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>